nobody is born a racist. It's something that we learned from our older generations. And in our mind, it gets burned. Inequality is rampant from your color or your genders. If you're poor, you're... Humpty Dumpty sat on his border wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not make Humpty Dumpty president again. Hello everyone, hello, hello, and welcome. I am Lana, and this is The Quest Show. Thanks for coming by. So on today's show, I really don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I think I'm going to touch on this week's news and maybe some random thoughts. I know last week said I said that I was going to write some things down and be more prepared, but I think I'm going to treat the show more like a phone call with friends. You know, I'm just going to go for what I know. I'm just going to talk. Um, wherever we land, we land. I may ramble a little bit, but I promise um, I'll try to rein myself back in. So before we get into the show, I'm going to ask everyone to please uh, subscribe, share, follow. I'm not sure what platform does what. Some platforms may be a follow, some may be a subscribe. Maybe I am not up to anyone subscribing yet because this is only my second show. So whatever it takes, let's get it done. And let's get into this show. So, um, in this week's news, and I, sorry, <laughs> it seems like it's always about Trump, but this is bigger than Trump. As we know, uh, Trump did get impeached this week for the second time. Um, he wanted to go down in history, so he is going down in history as the first president that has ever done this. He wanted to be famous and now he's infamous. So I mean, hey, he, he's doing what he wanted to do, I guess. Um, but I will say this, I am recording the show on the eve of Martin Luther King's birthday. By the time I publish the show, it will be after his birthday. And you know, for this to be so close to his birthday and for this country to still be going through a racial reckoning, it's, it's sad. You know, it's, it's really sad. It's not that I didn't, ex I, okay, let me say this. It's not that I don't expect racism and bigotry to still be in America. However, the level in which we are at now, I would have never thought about this in a million years. Like, you know racists are here and they've always been here 
and they're not going to go away, right? Where are they going? They're just going to go back into their caves and hide out because even racists do not want you to call them racists. That's one thing racists do not like. <laughs> they don't want to be called out on their racism. They just don't. I mean, unless you're a Nazi or proud boy or boogaloo boy or, you know, those types of people because you get off on your racism. You want everyone to know that you're a racist. But most racists, they hide it. They may hide it from their family, from their friends, from their job. They hide it. You know, look at the insurrectionists. A lot of them hid it. I mean, a lot are of course, white supremacists and Proud Boys, and we have those groups. But there are a group in those insurrectionists that didn't want everyone to know that they were racist. They didn't want their jobs to know that they were racist because guess what? You know, keep that to yourself. You can have whatever thoughts you want to have. If you want to be a racist, go sit in a corner and be a racist. It is fine. You know, if you want to say the n-word as a white person you know what go ahead but just to remember there are consequences to the things that you say so yes you do have freedom of speech you can say what you want to say but there are consequences so if you call a black person an n-word of course you can say that. Go right ahead. But if you get smacked in the face or punched out, what do you expect? What do you expect? Trump was on Twitter saying all kinds of racist, vile, disgusting things. It took this long for Twitter to ban him. I'm not going to rehash all of that, but you know, there are certain people who are mad about that, but check it out. All of these platforms have terms of agreement, terms of, you know, their rules. They have rules and regulations. You have to go by their terms, their rules. It is their platform. If you break their rules, if you targeted harassment, if you're being abusive, whatever the case, whatever their rules, you get banned. But I'm not going to go back to that again. <laughs> of course, because I didn't write anything down. I am rambling. But back to Dr. King. It is sad that his birthday is on the 15th. And he fought and died for equality. For justice. And we are still on this day fighting the hard fight like we never had it. Like it literally feels like, did we really get far? Like, did we ever move forward or was that like a facade? Because at this point, seeing what I'm seeing and hearing what I'm hearing, it feels like a facade. So let's step back a moment and discuss why Trump got impeached, how we got to this place. 
So we got here, started with, uh, I don't know, I almost want to go back to, uh, gosh, it goes so far back, <laughs> right? It goes so far back. But like, there's only been a, a few years where it really started to come to a, a real boil, right? We saw it with uh, birtherism and when uh, President Obama was elected. Racists really got mad. This country was really very angry about that because how dare a black man have the audacity to be the president of the United States, the face. That got under a lot of people's skin. I think some people didn't even know it got under their skin, but it really did. And that was a pathway for Trump because they were, all, they were mad. A black man was president. That wasn't going to happen again. So Trump, he came, he fit the bill because he was talking the talk of the angry man. That's what he does. The victim. And lo and behold, he became president, brotherism, find people on both sides. I mean, it was a protest about the statues that represent the height of some of America's worst racism. Those statues, you're, you're honoring slaveholders, people who killed black people, people who enslaved us, people who beat, raped, those are the statues. So yes, people were protesting, taking those things down. Nazis showed up, pissed off because racism and decided to, you know, run amok. Of course they did. And then Trump says, find people on both sides. These are the dog whistles, people. These are the dog whistles. Not everyone hears these dog whistles, but black and brown people, our ears are fine tuned for it. We hear it. We, I mean, we heard it way before, but I'm just saying when it really started to come to a boil, right? So it was the fine people on both sides. There were a lot of things in between, you know, uh, calling uh, black men kneeling sons of bitches. It was the shithole countries. It was just all of that in between. But it was because he was saying the bad, evil, vile stuff out loud. And guess who was listening? The Nazis, the neo-Nazis, the pro they were all listening. That is why David Duke gave his stamp of approval. If you don't know who David Duke is, he's like the grand poobah of the Ku Klux Klan. He gave the thumbs up. You knew that was a problem. When Trump got into the White House, he had Sebastian Gorka working for him. Um, Sebastian Gorka? Yeah, white supremacist. Steve Bannon, white supremacist. 
in the White House, part of the alt-right. So everyone that he had surrounded himself, they were Nazis and white supremacists. These are the people, again, where's the dog whistle, people? Because at this point, it's a bullhorn, but no one stopped it. The Republicans rallied around it. And I understand that all Republicans are not racist. I get it. But for, for people who are not Republicans and who are not racist and for black and brown people, we don't understand it. Because if you see someone surround himself with racists, what are we supposed to think? If you think that he's not racist and the Proud Boys and the Ku Klux Klan and the Boogaloo Boys think he's a racist, he's gotta be a racist. So why? Why did everyone rally around him? Because they're complicit. Because racism doesn't affect them. So when racism doesn't affect you and your family and the people around you, sometimes you're okay with it. But then on the other instance, you're saying Dr. King was a great man. So if you follow the teachings of Dr. King and you know what he fought for, how are you complicit around a racist? It, it really doesn't make sense. And that is why Donald Trump rose. And of course, racism was here before Donald Trump. Yes, of course it was. But he emboldened them. He didn't, he, he told them it was okay to be racist. Did he say those words? No. But he gave them the okay. They weren't embarrassed anymore. He made it a good thing. It was a good thing to say shithole countries out loud. It was a good thing to call black men sons of bitches. It was a good thing to say proud boys were fine people. It was a good thing to say, hey, Michigan, take your state back. What do you think that means? What does anyone think make America great again means? He told the Proud Boys to stand by. What did you think that meant? You knew what it meant, but it didn't affect you. So when it doesn't affect you, you let these things slide by. And what happened? Now we're at the part where there's an election. So what does he do? He tries to disenfranchise black and brown people. Yes, he did. But if you're living in the bubble, you don't understand it. You don't get what he was doing. He literally hired someone who donates to him, LaJoy, and the man started taking away mailboxes from black and brown communities. Taking sword, mail sorting machines 
out of the post office to disenfranchise black and brown people because he knows and the rest of them know that if black and brown people get together, make our voices heard through the ballot box, there's no stopping us. That is why he's butthurt right now. What had all those frivolous lawsuits? How many? I mean, I didn't. We can't even count. There was no widespread voter issues. There wasn't. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris won fair and square, and that is it. But because racism is so embedded in America, it's like, how could he have lost? How could he? And this is, I understand, it's confusing. (laughs) I, I get it. It's like, you know, there's so many issues, but the bottom line is racism because they try to stop us from voting. He wanted to throw out our ballots, but that didn't get him impeached. None of that was, you know, it was a problem, but really not a problem. But now, insurrection. Now he's being impeached. And he absolutely should be because five people died. Five people died. And now it's coming out that, you know, as we kind of knew, it looked like an inside job. It was too easy. These people knew exactly where they were going. It's like, yo, I'm in Pelosi's office. I'm in Clyburn's office. They just in places where the staffers didn't even know how to get to. This was a serious thing. And I I think that is why there's still conversation about it because it was so serious. You had staffers underneath the table hiding from these people. Stop calling them rioters. They were not rioters. Rioters will break some windows and break some things and maybe steal some clothes or whatever. These guys had zip ties. They tied a noose and they were going to hang Pence. You might say, where's the racism in that? Pence is not black. It's steeped in the racism because this is what's fueling them. It's fueling them because they think that their guy, Trump, the racist bigot, the white supremacist, was supposed to win. Not Biden and the black vice president, Kamala Harris. Where does the racism come in? The racism comes in because most, well, let's say this, the majority of black and brown people are Democrats. So of course, racists will not like Democrats. That's where the racism comes in. If you are a little bit confused with why do people keep saying racism and this? Yeah, because it's steeped in racism. Because the reason that it happened and, you know, it it took off and they were able to get into the Capitol building is because of racism. Because white 
represents everything good. You know, you have the white knight. You told a little white lie. It's not a bad thing. You know, everything white is bright and it's good. And that is why those people, no one felt threatened until they got in. Let's get in some entertainment news before we close out this podcast. Diamond and Silk have blocked me on Twitter. If you don't know who Diamond and Silk are, they are two black women who cape for Donald Trump. Two black women who believe that there is no racism, that there is no systemic racism. Two black women who don't believe that Trump is a bigot, two black women that believe in putting children in cages, all that stuff. I'm just not going to get into it. Two black women that believe in white supremacy. And actually, I don't even know if they believe in this stuff. I am lying. But I do know that they use it as their grift, meaning this is how they make their money. They allow Donald Trump and the rest of Trump minions to, to use them as props, basically. You can you you see them on Fox News um, acting silly, you know, showing their all of their butts out, just showing off. You see them on Fox News acting like two clowns. But they're doing it because they're getting paid to do it. So that happened. I don't know why they blocked me. I'm such a lovely person on Twitter. Could it have been something I said? Hmm, I don't know. Who knows? But I wear it like a badge of honor. So we are going to end this podcast now. Um, I did say I was going to have some random thoughts and that will come at the very end. But now I'm just going to read a Dr. King quote since we are on the eve of his birthday. The world now demands a maturity of America that we may not be able to achieve. The world now demands a maturity of America that we may not be able to achieve. Dr. Martin Luther King. So I chose this quote because we're in the middle of this racial reckoning. Is America mature enough? And these are my random thoughts, folks. (laughs) Is America mature enough to achieve what needs to happen next? Are we ready? So what happens next? This is how I feel. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen with Donald Trump's impeachment. It's not going to happen with the presidency of Biden and the um, vice presidency of uh, the first black woman, Kamala Harris. It's not going to happen. It may not happen in my lifetime, but I think we're getting there. We're pushing. There are changes. I know I said earlier it doesn't feel like it, and sometimes it doesn't because you just get so saddened and and depressed about what's going on. But I do know in my heart, and I hope you all know, that there are changes, that we have to keep speaking out, that we cannot be complicit, that we have to work together, that little changes will equal big changes eventually. Don't don't stop voting. The ballot box, 
That is the ticket, the jury box. That is the ticket. That is what Frederick Douglass said. And he is absolutely right. We have to keep voting. We have to be involved in the big elections and the local elections. They're just as important. The school board, the district attorney, the attorney general, the judges. We need diversity. We need people that look like us. We need women. That's how we get the change we need. We need a representation of all of people. And here, we're going to talk. We're going to have the rough talks. I know that you're probably, you don't want to hear me talking about race all the time. But let's face it, I am a black woman living in America. I have a black son. I have black daughters. It matters. And we can't ignore it. Get to the other. This is how we get to the other side, people. We have to do it for our children. Black, white, Asian, whatever. We can't hide this from them. These are things that are happening. We have to face it. So I hope that you guys come back next week. Join me so we can continue to face what's going on in this world together. Thank you.